Hey everyone. So on this one, we've decided to let an AI write our script because we're, you know, the pathetic bandwagon chasing whatevers that we are. So here we go. The AI um, queer Arabs. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast, where we talk everything about talk about everything queer and Arab. I'm Alia, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellie and Ahmed. Hi, everyone. I'm Ellie. We're so excited to have you with us for another episode of our show. And I'm Ahmed. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is very important and relevant for our community, mental health. Yes, mental health is something that affects us all, especially as queer Arabs living in a world that is often hostile and oppressive to our identities and experience. That is right. And we know that many of our listeners struggle with mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, trauma, self-esteem, and more. And we want you to know that you're not alone. We've been there too. And we're here to share some of our stories and tips on how to cope and heal. Of course, we're not experts or therapists. We don't have all the answers but hope that by having this conversation, we can create a space of support and solidarity for each other. Absolutely. And we also want to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments for us, or if you want to share your own mental health journey with us, please feel free to email us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Twitter at The Queer Arabs. Uh, uh. We'd love to hear from you and maybe feature some of your messages on our next episode. So let's get started. Ellie, do you want to go first and tell you tell us about, about your mental health story? Sure. Well, I've been dealing with anxiety and panic attacks since I was a teenager. I think it started when I realized I was gay and I didn't know how to deal with it. I grew up in a very conservative and religious family in Saudi Arabia, where being gay is illegal and punishable by death. I was, threat I was terrified of being found out and rejected by my family and society. I felt like I had to hide who I was and pretend to be someone else. That sounds so hard. How did you cope with that? Well, I tried to suppress my feelings and focus on my studies. I was a very good student and I got accepted to a prestigious university in, U in the US. I thought that by moving to a different country, it would solve all my problems and make me happy, but it didn't. In fact, it made, it made things worse. How so, Ellie? Well, when I got to the U.S., I realized I had no idea how to fit in or make friends. I felt like an outsider and a freak. I was overwhelmed by the culture shock and the academic pressure, and I still couldn't come out as gay because I was afraid of losing my scholarship or my family's support. So I became more isolated and depressed. And that's when my panic attacks started getting more frequent and intense. That sounds awful. What did you do then? Well, at first I tried to ignore them and pretend that they weren't happening, but they got so bad, I, I couldn't function anymore. I started skipping classes, missing deadlines, avoiding social situations and staying in my dorm room all day. I felt like I was losing control of my life. That's terrible. Did anyone notice or try to help you? No, not really. No one knew what was going on with me because I didn't tell anyone. I was too ashamed and scared to admit that I had a problem. I thought that people would judge me or think that I was weak or crazy. That's understandable, but also very dangerous. You shouldn't have to suffer alone. Yeah, 
I know that now, but back then I didn't know what to do or where to go to help for help. So how did things change for you? Well, things changed when I met you guys. Ooh. Oh, great segue into our non AI part of this episode. So what do we think of that? AI? I think that was actually, that wasn't bad wasn't for AI. Bad. Yeah. yeah. It, it created a whole. I mean, narrative. obviously it's not a listener. It's not a listener. Um, wait, what do you mean? Well, um, I'm not from Saudi Arabia for starters. That's true. That's true. But, yeah. but like, I don't know. So some of, some of the script writing for like that character was like, oh, you know, it started off very like stereotypical, but then once it got yeah. into like, oh, this is my experience in college. I was like, actually, that's, that's, that's sounded, pretty good writing. It's pretty yeah. realistic. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway. Okay. So now we're back to being humans instead of AI. So welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And I'm not Ahmed. I'm Nadia. We, we really miss Ahmed, though. We do, Ahmed. I hope you sometime hear this and just know. How I'll, feel I, I'll let him Ahmed. know what happened with this episode. Okay. Um. So we thought we would do a like personal catch-up episode. It's been a long time. So um, we are. It's just the three of us. Um. Yeah. So I don't know, Ellie. Do you want to just like give a recap of your life and like everything that you've done all like every day since we last talked i i literally went to work what else you went to a birthday party and do you want to know why are you creeped out that i know that no because because of... of facebook both you and my mom and like 10 other people have brought this up they're like oh, you really? finally you, you <laughs> finally posted something on facebook well, no, I didn't even see something you posted. I saw it in my newsfeed. You know, like, it'll show, like, if a person responds to an event or something. Mm -hmm. So you, I, I just was scrolling through my newsfeed, and I saw you comment on someone I have never met, like, his event, saying, I need to know the change of venue because it's an hour drive. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know where you went and that it was a birthday party and who it was for now. Because Facebook's creepy. So, how was that? It was fun. We went to a barcade, which is a bar that's also an arcade for those who don't know, and played video games and discussed way too much personal stuff about each other. And <laughs> yeah, without getting naming names or getting too personal, yeah. I basically found out that my career my career choices are shit, and I should do better. Oh shit. Like, how so? Ah, uh, just younger people with less education than me making way more money. Oh, yeah. like in IT type of stuff also? Yes. Or, okay, okay. I hope they had some good ideas for you, maybe. Well, uh, I've already put in some applications with the city of Houston. That's what their recommendation was, so... Okay, I know someone that you also know who used to work for them, mm. which we can talk about later. Cool. Yeah, but, what else uh, is going on? Well, I mean, I live in Texas, and Texas just banned, like, 
all gender affirming therapy for minors and there was a brief moment where i was panicking a little bit because they also were like well why don't we just ban it for adults too and oh that i mean it it was a brief moment i was like wait a minute i've got enough i've got enough money to go to either order from out of state or go to drive to louisiana every six months and get a prescription it's annoying but it's not the end of the oh world my gosh. but yeah. that's sort of the always the issue with these sorts of bills is you know, freedom of movement is still a thing. So, so long as people have enough money, time, and economic, well, economic freedom to go out of state, it's not an issue. It's always an issue for the people who can't. So, yeah, and then like the more states do it, the like the fewer people are going to be able to like do that because it's going to involve potentially crossing more state lines if there's adjacent states with similar laws. Yeah, and if they, especially if they want to get spicy with it and be like, well, you can't. You can't go out of state for it either and reside here or something like that. It it would be obviously illegal as hell, but uh, that's you know my big worry is when the next Republican gets into office, and there will always be a next Republican. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I found out I can I have to use the men's room in Florida, which is where my bestie oh my is. God. So, oh fuck, that's true. Yep, and I had a brief shining mm. moment where I saw that um, Representative Santos had um, been indicted on several charges, oh. and I was like, "Wait, yeah. no, it's not DeSantis. Crap." No, I know that that sorry, is so close. So, so close. close. I know. <laughs> oh. I, I think I had the same moment of confusion, too. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I don't think anyone's coming for DeSantis. Not legally, anyway. Not yeah. yet. Uh, what else? Damn. Um, yeah, what else have you been up to? Oh, well, besides I mean... Having, besides having, like, all your rights violated, besides oh. that. Uh, the, detail. the new Zelda came out and it's amazing. So nice. Which number yeah, is who it? Needs rights. <laughs> yeah, who needs rights when you have Zelda? Hey, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is an excellent sequel to the Breath of the Wild, and I highly recommend it to anyone who liked that one. Awesome. Miriam. Aw. And I know she's doing like way more important stuff, being a doctor and whatnot, but I know she also likes Zelda, so. Uh, let's see what else. Um, went to a Smash tourney at a bar and played some friendly games with folks and took a few games off of people way better than me, so I felt good about that. And that's kind Ooh, of my life. So are you sure that they are better than you now? Uh, pretty sure they're still better than me because they're the ones winning tournaments and not me. But I still, but the, the important part is I had a ton of fun and I still have a Aww. life other than like working all the time from home. I'm actually getting sick of yeah. my computer because I work in front of it all day. Yeah, understandable. There's got to be a balance. I am like literally playing more like handheld and switch games just because I'm like, I don't want to sit at my computer. 
at all. That's important. Yeah. So now that we've talked all about my petty bullshit, um, Alia. Well, first off, I, I, well, first off, I, I want to say that was not petty or bullshit. All of that. Yeah, that's was... true, actually. But we welcome petty bullshit as well. We do. I mean, we, I, um, I kind of live for it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's like we talked about like policy, shitty policy changes in, um, Texas and stuff, and I'm like, okay, this none of it's actually petty. It's actually uh, non-petty. I mean, yeah, I, I, was more, I was more referring to the video game stuff. Fair. Which also sounds cool. I mean, which sounds cool instead of the... the, the, the okay. Anyway. I'm gonna, <laughs> um, so, I guess... So my main thing going on right now is I'm working six to seven days a week because of just uh, the the change in workload. Um, so my colleagues and I have all been like mandated to work um, for the first weekends for the foreseeable future. And it's taking a big toll on all of our health, um, mental and physical, everything. Um, so that's been the main kind of event in my life right now. It's just like working uh, at times that I shouldn't be like, you know, we're all giving up our weekends and we're all, um, all of a sudden without like, you know, we're already putting in our 40 hours a week and then having to do like eight hour days on the weekends without having a choice, you know? So that's been hard. Um, it's been hard to find any balance. Um, but I've still had some good, some good stuff. Like, I uh, played in a couple orchestra concerts this past month, and one was, uh, organ, the Saint-Saëns, uh, organ symphony, and another concert featured the Mahler's first symphony this past weekend, and that was just very uplifting and fun, and it reminded me of things that just, like, make me excited and happy. So I'm glad those happened. Um, the other day, a friend and I walked from the top of Manhattan all the way to the bottom. It was like a uh, all day thing. And that was such a cool experience. It's like, uh, it's just such a cool way to get a new perspective on Manhattan and see how the neighborhoods change so rapidly and get to notice things that you never have noticed before because you're walking the whole way. Um, so we started up in Inwood uh, Park, Inwood Hill Park, and walked to Battery Park. Um, and for people familiar with Manhattan, um, we went all the way down Broadway till we got to, I think, Central Park, and then we switched over to Fifth, Ave Fifth Avenue, and then once we got to the Flatiron District, we switched back over to Broadway and took that the entire way. And for anyone really familiar with Manhattan, uh, we found out there is an address that is one Broadway. So we got all the way to one Broadway, which is like really exciting because it's in the 3000s up where we started, at least maybe even higher. 
um so that was just like it's a fun little thing it's, it's it was so extra <laughs> yeah i'm glad we did it i'm glad we did it but i think that'll be a one-time thing for me or you know if i ever do it again it'll be a long time from now um yeah that's that's kind of the latest uh just you know a lot of just lack of balance but you know i'm fine i'm trying to find ways to kind of remind myself of the things i find joy in so like the orchestra stuff doing this podcast and that's keeping me kind of going um i started therapy a little while ago like maybe two months or two or three months ago and had i had a really good session last night i just um talked a lot about like the overtime and how it's kind of affecting my day-to-day uh motivation and just how i feel about myself how i feel about um life in general i i don't know when i guess when you're kind of like immersed in one thing seven days a week and it's difficult work and it's um more hours than what you signed up for it's different work than you signed up for it kind of um it gives you tunnel vision in a way it can be easy to kind of lose sight of like everything else um so i'm trying not to let that happen um but yeah nadia what is up with you um a lot but as usual i i feel like i have petty bullshit that i can't say publicly Um, Uh, i know that sucks yeah i guess speaking of negative states i've been in and out of alabama um for a dance company residency uh, which has been something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Alabama. <laughs> it's Alabama. Um, I think, well, the positive part of that is that it's not New York and it's not my life here. And I think I um, even subconsciously uh there's something about like as somebody who struggles to keep on top of dates and times and where I need to be when, um, and as a freelancer, there's just a lot of that, even when I don't have the most going on. Um, I think there's something about my brain that always has a pretty tight grip of, uh, just needing to be on high alert about that. Um, cause I, I just, I don't know. I struggle with that more than the average person when I, relax a little bit. I usually double book myself and I have gotten fired for that um, early in my career. Um, So then there's something about like, I'm definitely not in the place. There's only one place I can be. Um, That was kind of a nice experience where I could just chill when I'm not doing, when I'm not like actively in a work situation. Um, I got more, more fucked up than I have in a while um also like sometimes it's nice to just the city could be isolating because we all live in different places um so it's nice to be like living around the same group of people for a little bit um that said a lot of things were professionally messy um and like the environment was very um like 
white and growy, at least certain parts of where we were um, staying on the university. Uh, like one of my friends was getting homophobic slurs all the, like every day for like expressing in a mildly interesting fashion way. Um, also like got into got into it um, at 2 a.m. at a Waffle House with uh, these I people. I love this who... so much. <laughs> um, to be clear, I wasn't at the Waffle House, so I feel like I'm stealing somebody else's um, experience for podcasting. So if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I hope I'm explaining the Waffle House situation correctly. <laughs> um, but no, they, they were, they want like, okay, so first we were at a bar. And then we went to Bucky's, which if no one's been to Bucky's, it's like this giant gas station that has really good fudge. Um, check it out if you're around. That that I endorse. That much I can endorse. Um, and then afterwards, uh, one yep. person really wanted to go to Waffle House, but I, the rest of us didn't. We wanted to sleep because it was late. Um, but they're at Waffle House at like probably 2.30 a.m. The waffles are taking a long time. And the person in like the next booth over or like the couple in the next booth over um, who apparently work at the university, they like decide to like loudly talk about their issues with trans bodies and um, how it's unnatural and HRT is why trans people commit suicide. Um, so, Lovely. and like, okay. And I, I honestly, I would have just disengaged at that point but um my friend like turns around and starts talking to them it's like hey you're you need to watch what you're saying you're being really ignorant about a lot of things um starts like telling them what they're wrong about uh the couple like tries to backtrack a little bit i'm going too into this um anyway they try to backtrack a little bit and eventually stop talking people get their waffles Waffles most tend to waffle. people down. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. The most, I was like, damn, all this happened without waffles. Um, but this is actually like very considerate. Um, then my friend like looked up like resources and was like, hey, these are like some things you should read to like educate yourself and like shows it to the people, which I don't know who, who knows if they like listen or not but um that's more than i would do at 2 a.m at a waffle house that's not where yeah. i thought this was going i thought this was like 2 a.m waffle house fight story right no because like you see like people throwing chairs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean okay so, so but yeah that's also where i thought this was going like huh that was that's I mean, two a.m. fight at the Waffle House. I, 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 I'm, I'm actually genuinely like deeply impressed by like how you could be that calm and assertive. Well, I'm me also too. Impressed with the two a.m. at the Waffle House. Yeah. I'm, I'm also a little impressed by the couple because they calmed their shit down. Like, I was expecting that shit to escalate. Nothing yeah, impress. Nothing know, about I the couple. Like... Nothing about them impresses me. They weren't. They weren't violent. If we want to be impressed by the fact that they weren't violent, we could be. I guess the bar. The bar is in hell. Yeah. 
Um, first off, I just want to say Ellie and I are deeply familiar with Bucky's, and I just want to say I loved that you had a Bucky's era. That made my every that just made my day when you said you went. It's such a good institution. I mean, I have my issues with Bucky's, at least their ownership, but I understand. But... Oh, wait, are you going to ruin it for me right now? What's, what's up with that? Oh, I forgot. Fuck. Uh, oh, I purchased a pair of Bucky's shorts. Should, should uh, I not be wearing them? No, no, it's, I... it's, it's fine. I know why. They, I, like, I'm willing to give them a pass just because they actually pay their workers well. Like, okay. They do, They and they post their, um, their salaries like publicly outside the, the store. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want to be a manager here? Yeah. It's like, yeah. what, 35 or $40 an hour? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's good. Good ridiculous. But again, so the wrong? bar is in hell. Yeah, wait, so what, what's what's wrong? What's, what did oh, they do wrong? The owner is Republican it's and donates just... to Republican causes. But yeah. it's also it... Texas, so if you're a business person in Texas, you kind of have to. You can't avoid it in Texas. Like, you just... Yeah. And, you know, at, at least... Should I not wear least... my Bucky shorts? Is that what, what you all are saying? No. Um, no, I don't but... feel that. I mean, I don't. Yeah. It would be like probably no more. It'd be like, well, don't play Nintendo. Like, don't play the Nintendo Switch in public because they're owned by the Saudi Arabia, the Saudis, partially. Well, I don't. I don't play the Nintendo yeah. Switch in public, honestly. So. But Ellie does. <laughs> I thought you were gonna take that bullet, Alia. But okay. <laughs> I, I don't I don't but I like it's not because it's not for any moral reason it's just like don't have my switch when I go out and so yeah that's so that's yeah so I feel I feel like it's really it like Ellie said it's really hard to find any business in Texas where like the ownership especially this big like a, a huge company like that or business yeah. you're like the owner isn't problematic like but i feel like it's a really fun um environment it feels pretty like when you're at bucky's it feels very chill and like you people from everywhere are there and there's like all kinds of like weird shit um to buy and it is yeah. nice that it's nice to know that a lot of the money we're being that we are spending there is like going to good salaries <laughs> but yeah, yeah which means the owner also has less money to donate to republicans yeah yeah so the owner sucks okay so i just promoted something terrible no um, no no, no it's <laughs> i love I, I, something uh, morally ambivalent they're, uh, like they're, they're they're like everything in my life a problematic fave of sorts yeah like, uh, what else was? Oh, there were interesting squirrels in in Alabama. Like they're like the regular ones, and there's like the small red ones oh, that have like squirrels. more like um like That's their so faces cute. Are a little more like mice, and their tails are a little more. I don't know why I'm describing the squirrels. <laughs> because squirrels are awesome. No, I love that. I love it. So are they like are so they're, than so they're, they're smaller? They're like smaller. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's adorable. Um what else is up with me? 
Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm going in and out of like questioning my career choices also. Um, I think something that's getting to me lately um, is kind of like, you know, when you like look a few steps up and I, I like people in a similar field as you to be like, okay, what's next? What's like for my next decade? Um, and when I do that in the performing arts, like, Logan's like 30s, 40s, like, yeah, I'm seeing people who maybe um, at a glance, their careers are what I want. Um, like they're more established, more successful, blah, blah, blah. Um, people who like maybe five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Um, but even those people don't have any semblance of work-life balance. You know, it's not like, oh, once you're like a big deal, you get to chill. It's like, no, then you get different problems and you're like always on an airplane. <laughs> mm, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not even like, oh, that person has achieved this thing and then how do you get there? It's like, I don't know that there is, I don't know that there is a person who um, is has the definition of success that's not like you work all the time because you're so booked. But the definition of success is that you're like established enough that you could chill out in other aspects of your life. Right. Um, and hmm. yeah, that can be just like scary to look ahead knowing that like we're all going through an aging process, you know? <laughs> And also kind it's, of yeah. um, reaching the point of like, right, like recognizing like, but also if not that, then what do I do, right? Because I think um, sometimes when you're um, kind of younger in the arts and with like certain educational privileges, you're like almost afraid like, oh, I'm going to give up and get an office job. Like as if that's like, you're thinking of it negatively, but you're also kind of assuming that you're able to do that, right? Um, but now it's like, well, actually, I don't know that I'm qualified for the office job. Actually, like I've, when you, turns out when you spend a lot of your time accumulating experience in one thing, turns out you don't have experience in the other things, which are a prerequisite to getting a job, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not that yeah. I want to get an office job. I just yeah. kind of want to know that I'd be able to. Right. You know, to know like just like a just in case. Just in case. Thing. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially when it comes to like, hey, I might need some, I might need really good health insurance for something. Um, also, kind of been coming to the conclusion that like some medical transition things would be beneficial for me while also coming to the conclusion that I suck at navigating the medical system um so yeah that sucks that really sucks and yeah. like it like for medical and also for medical or for like any kind of any kind of medical thing yeah like any, I, 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 yeah I'm um, just kind of banking on the fact that certain things won't happen 
Um, uh, yeah. Let me just say, I, like, I, I like either of y'all could do my job. But we couldn't get your job. Or at least I couldn't, right? I don't know that I... Well, I, one, I don't know that I could do your job, but two... I definitely could not get it, either. I'm gonna say I couldn't do your job without, like, further training, but... There's, I, there also, I know there are jobs that I could definitely do, and I know yeah. that I would be qualified if you put me in them, mm -hmm. but I still couldn't get it, right? Because they'd have to trust that I'm a generally competent person who's just kind of good at figuring out stuff, even though I don't have the resume item that says I've done the exact same thing for three years, right? Yeah. And that's like a, a blocker. That's that feels like my problem too. Even like for jobs that are like in the same general field but are slightly not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Oh right. God. I want to start a resume that's like, bro, trust me, I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I like I know how like I know how to learn stuff. <laughs> trust me, bro. That's, trust that's... me, bro. I'll I'll get it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but the next day. <laughs> yeah. Cover letter, trust me, bro. Objective statement, trust me, bro. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Resume, I've done something almost like this, but not exactly. Could you not please exactly. just trust me, bro? Yeah, jobs are weird because you see like so many mediocre people who are like doing pretty well. And as they should be, nothing wrong with, like, it's fine to be a mediocre person. But then you see, like, your friends who are the most brilliant and talented people you've ever met, who are, like, struggling to get consistent employment, and you're like, what? How is this? How is this what we ended up with as a system? Yeah. The whole, the, the whole like game of networking and like doing all the right things to get a job, that's its own specific yeah. skill that like, or skill or something or habit that people form that doesn't necessarily translate into success once the, once they enter the job. Yeah. Networking. I gotta be, I don't know if I gotta be better at that or I, don't know I need to be better at that or figure out something else that works as well one of those yeah. two things yeah oh this just came down from the ai high i guess well we're because we went from i mean the ai high or the ai portion of this was actually really sad so yeah but we were laughing at it which is gonna sound weird if someone misses the intro where we say that's ai and we're oh, all yeah. just like, laughing about panic attacks. Yeah, like, so oh, these people are assholes. We might just remind people at this moment, like the first five minutes of this episode is a script. Yeah. Anyway. I'm drinking Sprite right now. It's so good. Uh yeah, sugar is my coping mechanism right now. It's good yeah. cope. Better than a lot of other ones. It's good shit. Yeah. Sugar is some good shit. 
What else do we want to talk about? Oh, I, I found out something surprising the other day. What? what? So I went to my usual bar, different bartender, and I asked for a white Russian because that seems to be my drink of choice lately. Not because of Lebowski, I swear. Oh my god. And they're like, well, I can't find the milk. I'm like, wait, why don't just use Bailey's? And they're like, let's just add more alcohol to your hot call. I'm like, you're like, that's the point. I'm, I was like, wait, there's milk in white Russians? Because I would always, I always just assumed it was Bailey's. And I was just like, oh, damn. Hmm. And oh, the bartender I, was thoroughly confused. I don't know if I real. I don't think I realized. So they just use like straight up milk. I don't think I realized that yeah, either. That's actually cute. That's wholesome. I drink milk. <laughs> yeah. Like ordering milk at a bar with some other stuff added in. <laughs> Wait, y'all, wait, I have, I have something I want to talk about. What's oh, your take? Drug, drugs and alcohol? No, not exactly. More like bar culture. Okay. Um, so I feel like it differs in New York and other places. Do you feel like it's a thing that you could just go into a bar alone and start talking to people? No. Depends on the bar, but maybe? Maybe. Do you feel like, what's an example of a bar... I don't know why I'm being pedantic about this. What's an example of a bar where you do that? Uh, <laughs> like, like, name a specific institution? Okay, so queer bars and nerd bars, I will definitely do that because that is my element. Yeah. But if you put me, like, in a straight bar, I'm, like, just a straight non-nerd bar, I'm going to be completely useless. Sports bar, useless. I mean, like, I wasn't invited here. I need to leave. Okay, well, okay. So I guess I meant it less like maybe this is more like the hypothetical you. I feel like here, even if it's the correct type of bar, like a bar where I would hang, mm -hmm. there's not the same um, culture of like you talk to people you don't know. Hmm. I think Houston is just a more it's just more friendly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, also, like, hearing Nabal talk about, like, bars in Philly, I'm like, am I just, like, not social or, like, doing something wrong? Because, I, you know, I feel like here, if you, like, go, and it could be a queer bar or whatever, but it's it's a little more clicky, right? You walk in. Yeah. You're talking to people you know. Yeah, so if you wanna, if you're going to a bar to pick up people, at a minimum you need to have like a wing person, so you're not just awkwardly waiting on the side when you're not doing that. Yeah. Again. No, I mean I don't think I. I, mean, I don't. I can't imagine being able to do it, or like knowing how to navigate it. So back in the '90s, when I was going to bar underage. Um, yeah. And I was going to the lesbian bar chances. Um, it was, this was like before internet dating was like really a thing, and everyone just sort of talked with everyone. Like there were clicks, obviously. Like yeah, I think I think apps kind of killed the like picking up people at a bar situation. You know, I mean, it depends on the kind of app too. Like I know, I've watched certain friends of mine just like. While we're talking, just casually whip out their phone, open up Grinder, and look around. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it works in that way, and but that's like a very grinder specific and right. I don't think any other app works in that that short that short term I short mean, proximity. Like seriously, how many women want an app that tells other people exactly where you are? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't know if it's location specific. I don't know if I just like don't have game, or or no one has game at me. But like, Nadia, you have game. Don't 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 do that to yourself. Okay, then then I'm gonna say it's a cultural thing. If I have game, then it must be a cultural thing. I feel like picking up people at a bar is a lost cultural practice. Is that just me, or is that true? You might have right where you are. You might be right because I have flirted super hard with people at at bars, and it seemed to work a lot less on people who were like in their thirties. Because, yeah. like, I, I don't know, they, can people still be like completely oblivious to flirting in their thirties? Um. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I'm going to say also New York kind of requires you to have like a PhD in minding your business. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I, I, it's almost an extension of like, so certain places, like there's like a creepy spectrum, right? Of like, is this a creepy place to be picking somebody up? To like, no, this is like fully consensual. This is why we're all here. And I think just like the, the some something shifted along that line, right? Like, let's say somebody is on the subway with their ear pods in, not an appropriate place to ask somebody out, right? A dating app, definitely an appropriate place because like that's literally what the profile says. True. I feel like stranger at a bar used to fall into the latter category, but it's kind of like shifted into the former category, you know, with the like just general mind your business, do I know you situation. I mean, I I kind of feel like bars still like open permission to at least ask if they're not like yeah. actively doing something else, like if they're actively on their phone or have like earbuds in or have a hat that says fuck off. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't shifted all the way to there. I just feel like it shifted a little more into, like, a place where, at least, I'm speaking New York. I also feel people like are, bars that are, like, more niche. People are sticking to who they know. Yeah. I feel like bars that are more niche and specialized are, like, way more open just talking to random strangers. Because you're, like, there for the culture that you're with. Like, Leather yeah. Bar, for example. Yeah. I guess yeah. it applies to sports bars too, but I'm not like sports cultured enough to actually speak from experience. I should learn a sport and then go to a, a sports bar about that sport. <laughs> In Houston, I'd have it'd have to be like baseball or basketball, and I don't care about either. It's like give me something I feel like stupid and weird. Basketball is like aesthetically, it has good aesthetics. I mean, especially like, 
There was a brief glorious time in Houston when people actually cared about the WNBA in bars. Oh, yeah. And then the lesbian bar closed. Mm. Oh, um, speaking of which, uh, apparently uh, one of the the only remaining lesbian bar in Houston I know of, which is um, let me make sure I'm getting this right. Just so I can Okay, so place is called Pearl Bar in Houston. It is a queer bar specializing in lesbians. So recently they had posted on their page that um, they were having issues getting their uh, insurance renewed because the insurance companies were worried about legislation um, because the uh, bar has hosted drag nights. And because of that, the, the insurance company was getting very nervous about insuring them. But the problem is, is like the drag mics bring in a lot of money for them too. So again, where was I going with this? I just wanted to talk about that, I guess. Oh, um, yeah, let's talk about it. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it also goes yeah. back in the legislation thing. It's like Texas is like that. I know that Florida has an adult public performances law, which is starting to get a lot of places in Florida to reconsider their pride celebrations entirely. So there's also wow. that. It's like, we're not banning pride. Do we pride. know yet like, how enforced this stuff is gonna be? Here's the, here's the trick though, at least especially, especially in Florida, do you want to be the city that basically starts a grudge with Ron DeSantis already? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're basically going to be stuck with them for the rest of your career. Yeah. And the city is going to be on the hook for all the legal expenses that incurs. Yeah. Well, I guess I meant that less like, oh, no, it's no big deal. Just chill. Um, more like, I feel this is one of those things that's going to be um, enforced selectively and not comprehensively, right? Because that would be so expensive to find every example of somebody doing what they define as drag being in public, right? Like that's no, not it's, it's not specifically drag; it's adult public performances. Okay, which is vague as hell, but again constitutionality right. is obviously not so much but again you're going to basically um end up in a fight with ron DeSantis and get get dragged to the supreme court where eventually he will probably lose unless they really want to go that down that route yeah i, I guess where i was trying to go with this is i assume I mean, most, most of this kind of stuff is selectively prosecuted, like um, cabaret law in New York. Obviously, they weren't arresting everybody who, um, for anyone who doesn't know, it was like a law that was on the books till like, like 20, I want to say 17, 18. Um, like, I, don't quote me on the year. Um, but technically, if you were at a bar that didn't have an alcohol license, which like very few actually did, um, and you 
where dance if there was any dancing occurring at that bar that was legal um it was like an old prohibition law that just never got struck for a while um but obviously a lot of bars had people dancing and they didn't have that rare license it's not like all of them got shut down but it could be used selectively for like in, in racist or homophobic ways to shut down establishments they just didn't want to exist and i i wonder um no that's explicitly what it's about yeah no yeah yeah but like not if not everybody's gonna get shut down who is is my question oh um obviously any sort of um out in public uh expression of queerness that's dude's like literally basing his entire presidential run on it it's ridiculous no, 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 I, I, sorry i don't think i'm coming across very well we could cut some of this out um i guess what i'm saying is they're not gonna like they can't get all the queer public performances right that's impossible there's too many yeah, i don't that... think we should cut i don't think we should cut this out fair well no not the whole section just the fact that we're kind of really tired and struggling with like Oh. <laughs> fair um, yeah. it's not just a question of that but it's also a question of so this behavior is making sponsors pull out of pride which on one par part i'm like fucking finally get these corporations out of here on the other hand it also means that they can get less funding and will face budgetary shortfalls probably this year and next year until they readjust uh which sponsors are going to stick around when there is adversity. Yeah. So. Man, we went from, man, we, we've, we've just gotten sadder and sadder with this one. But this one, anyone important. have something good? I just We're bad, we can that. stick to bad, we can, we can, and well, no, no, no. I mean, I just finished my Sprite that was sad. Ugh, everything is tragic. I finished my Coke. Look at this glorious empty bottle. Oh, it's empty. That's so sad. I'm not drinking anything. That's sad. Oh, that's also sad. <laughs> Here, here's a fluffy thing to cheer everyone up. Oh, Ellie Looking is showing. Nice. Yeah, Ellie is showing this like it's an bunny hamster. Okay, I was going to say bunny hamster ch chinchilla hybrid type of thing it's it's very squishy yeah so what's the squishiest thing in your life right now let's all go around and say that i think for me it is cinco the cat yeah i think ollie the cat is pretty squishy also oh yeah and ellie what's your squishiest thing in your life probably that probably thing? this evie plush thing that i got can I can I take a screenshot and that's our cover our photo for the episode? Can you I'll, just uh, like only of that? Here, I, no, move it back. I, I'll take a photo of it for you. No, I want to do it in the context of this. Can I? Uh, actually, give me one second to do a thing. Okay. We're gonna make this. We're gonna make this super profesh. Okay. I'm gonna give it the background. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much for your time and effort in this matter. In these trying times. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so yay, I, Ellie, can you publish this without editing any of it? Absolutely. Okay. Wait, Unless, sure. uh, I don't know. If you think of, actually, I don't know. Let's talk about it later. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you all so much for listening. And yeah. Oh, check us out on the queerarabs.com and our Facebook, Twitter, and Insta is the Queer Arabs. And what's, that, what's the other thing? Email us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com. Thank you for your Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Huh. Uh, tell us when you start recording, please. Uh, you can see that I'm recording right now. I cannot see that, actually. But thank you so much for the Trying. Info. You know what? How, uh, how can I see that you're recording? No, uh, let me... I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the script, not the shared screen. Oh. So that I can read the script. So just so you know oh, that um... I'm on a different window right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's start. <laughs> Ellie. Okay, Ellie, did you start recording? I yeah. I have been recording this entire time. Great. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Nadia. Um, Wait, are you are you reading number oh no, so I'm are you just, gonna... I'm welcoming people to the Queer Arabs. No 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 oh, no, okay. Wait, no 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 start we're... over. Right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>